Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens. I'm Christina Roberts. I'm Chris Roberts. I'm Christina Kaiser. We're glad you joined us. Hello. It's great to be with you. Today we are taking some time to talk about the experience of living into our uncertainties. So for many of us, myself included, being an adult can sometimes look like trying to have all the answers. People often want to hear from us. They may want to know what the right answer is, or at the very least, they may want to know what the best answer is. And when that happens, it can sometimes feel like, oh, I'm spending all of my time evaluating things, anticipating problems to the point that it can make us feel kind of foolish when we have to say, I don't know, we need to figure this out together. And so it becomes almost ironic in a way because this business of trying to know everything, you might think it's expansive, but in the end, knowing everything makes the world feel kind of small. And as it turns out, Jesus in the Gospels gives us this wide open invitation that's very different from us having all the answers. In Matthew 7, Jesus says, ask, it'll be given to you. Seek, you will find. Knock, the door will be opened. Everybody who asks receives and who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And so rather than us feeling like we have to have all the answers, maybe there's this invitation for us to be a part of discovery together. Though, again, it's not very intuitive to us. It it can sometimes feel like the world is asking for something else. And so in this experience of living into uncertainty, how do you guys experience it? Well, I think I've come to experience it more as I've engaged in spiritual companioning, uh, whether it's myself being in a spiritual companion session or uh, being a facilitator in a session. Uh, But this idea of unknown and one would say maybe living with the question or living the question comes up frequently. And I think early on, I felt this pressure to maybe let the let the question you know ruminate and then ask okay well where where do you where do you sense uh the question being fulfilled and you know needing to have answers but i think the more that i the more that i grow um the more that i journey uh the the understanding has come to me that sometimes you know, it's better not to have the answers to the questions uh, because you're living the question. It's a journey. It's your wisdom seeking and um, assurance or security or all those things that maybe questions being answered give us. I think maybe to be honest, it's, it's false security um, because what if the the easy answer isn't the one that is going to last us for the long haul. What if it's just an easy answer right away or an, you know, an easy answer to the question right away. But I think that's one thing that comes up for me as I think about, uh, you know, particularly in contemplative life, uh, sometimes it's, it's just the process of 
living the question that we actually uh, find ourselves growing spiritually, growing into something new and out of something old. So that's what comes up for me. Yeah, and I think there's two aspects of it. There's our own question seeking and wanting answers, but then even Chris, you sort of naming what it looks like to companion someone. And I think the temptation to want to be wise, to be the sage, to have advice to give to the other, rather than I'm just listening. And I remember like first going through training to be a spiritual companion and feeling like, am I doing enough? Like I'm literally like not really saying much or, but that's actually what was needed in this living the question like you're describing, Chris. And it is a different paradigm going from feeling like you need to have something profound to say rather than just, nope, it's, it's okay. And we can live into that uncertainty together. I appreciate how both of you are talking about it. And it, it kind of makes me think of like almost the need for a culture shift because um, it's true, right? When it comes to spiritual direction, there's this idea that sometimes it's healing just to be heard, right? Not for someone to answer questions for you or whatever. And it can feel difficult, even if you have read or been taught, like it is healing just to be a presence in someone's life. It can be difficult to internalize that as a belief. Uh, Again, I think because so many times we've come into the world with this sense of, We have to help people. We have to help them get to an end goal. They have to arrive somewhere at the end of uh, whatever time we're spending together, as opposed to maybe planting a seed, right? So we named something and we put it in the ground and we walked away and life has a way of taking care of itself. Um, I used to have a friend that would say that all the time. Oh, life has a way of working itself out, but it takes sort of a culture shift of of changing the way that we interact and the way that we um, believe we have to interact. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think one of the words that comes up, um, you know, often whenever we're living in the uncertainty is, you know, oh, it's so hard or, oh, it's so frustrating. And that's, that's a, those are, you know, words that spiritual companions cue into those, those are their emotions behind those words, right? Tell me about hard, what's hard, or why are you frustrated? And, you know, getting to the emotions behind why these questions are frustrating. But I just want to acknowledge that, yes, it is hard. It is challenging living with some of these questions. And the temptation to, to alleviate hard or frustrating Sometimes you just got to, you just got to help people ignore the quick fix and um, maybe, maybe sit with them with those emotions, help them to acknowledge those emotions, but acknowledging that it is hard and that it is frustrating can be super important. Christina, it's interesting that you acknowledged earlier that this idea of feeling like we have to know everything is a smaller world. And I think that that's true. And, you know, I think even the older that I get and, and, you know, I have kids who are teens, tweens and around sort of that age group. And then I have some nieces and nephews who are college age and just, you know, the pressure to know what am I going to do for my career? Who might I marry? 
some of those like big life decisions and just all the pressure around that. And as one who's lived a little bit of life, it's like, oh no, like you don't, it feels so like tight. And I have to know this one thing in this one way in this type of a situation, but recognizing kind of to your point that life will unfold and the process will unfold and to trust the process. And that does feel like a little bit more spacious and roomy rather than feeling like, no, there's this one way that I have to figure out now. And if I don't, I'm, I'm doomed. I've seen it too. Yeah. School very much encourages this. What are you going to do? What's your, for your plan? And then where are you going after that? And, um, just even making a holiday letter, how you can watch a year and what happens and what unfolds in a 12 month period. So, yeah, I feel like it, I don't fully abandon everything I've ever learned in like self-help world and like making five-year plans or whatever. Like I don't fully abandon it, but, um, I've also needed to be able just to say this moment now, what is today? What is mine to do right here today? Which in a way gets back to, you know, another thing that Jesus had said around like today has enough of its own. Um, But it has not been easy. I mean, I've spent the last couple of years having to say, yeah, I don't really know what five years from now looks like. And that has been profoundly difficult for years. I I lived offering people the plan, the vision, uh, creating words for the year, phrases for the year, and then to just sit in my own space and say, I don't exactly know. That was profoundly difficult uh, so it has been a real process for me to just say, it's it's actually been easier to say to little kids, oh, I don't know, let's find out together than it has been to say to, you know, adults, I don't know, and I'm not ready to give you an answer on that yet. Yeah, and I think in a lot of ways that has been a, a gift of the pandemic is there was so much uncertainty and the ability to make plans and have to pivot and shift in so many different industries and, and workplaces and families. And I think it kind of grew our muscles of, you know what, we, I, I don't know, I can't see ahead that far. And it, again, it's interesting, Christina, that uh, verse from the Bible that you lifted up earlier, the ask and it will be given to you, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened. Um, in the Greek, it's like a continual. So it's ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. And so Jesus is inviting us. It's not just a one and done. You ask one time, you get the answer and you move on. But there seems to be this dynamism, this relationship that he's encouraging us towards where, you know, when we ask and we get a particular answer, hopefully then that piques our curiosity to want to learn more and to go a little bit deeper in that path or that journey or that understanding or that knowledge. And so I I really appreciate the nuance of this verse, that it's a continual knocking. And and again, as as a door is open, it's like, oh, I have a different vantage point now. My questions are going to evolve and change. And then hopefully I'll be asking more and not just, okay, I'm, I'm good to go now type of a situation. Yeah, I really appreciate what both of you have lifted up. I was actually having a conversation with someone this morning uh, around this idea of calling. Uh, Whenever we get a calling for our job, um, whatever it is that that we do vocationally, and we were talking about the pandemic and, you know, how how it's brought a lot of change. People are leaving their their first profession and looking for a new one. And he he made a, a really great statement. And he says, I don't see calling as a static thing. 
And I, I just, that just brought so much possibility. If, if our calling um, is something that can evolve and change and we have freedom to explore, okay, where have I been? And what is that leading up to? And, and to me, that, that just says you're living the question of how are you going to be in the world? And uh, I, yeah, I just love that as a, a lifestyle or a way of being. And so I appreciate both of you lifting that up. And it's probably worth it, even as we talk about things like career shift, it does seem to be true in life that there is a little bit of this, I was on a path and something happens and it, it, it causes a divergence, it causes a move. And that is loss at the end of the day. And so being able to be kind to our hearts as they process, like, ooh, that feels different than I originally saw it going <laughs> because this happens all the time we thought things were going to go one way we thought we understood the world and there's all these ways in which maybe we don't understand anymore maybe our views of god are different than they were before or what we thought we were doing with our lives is different than they were before and each of these is a little bit of a loss that requires a little bit of kindness to ourselves i think just to pause and, and be with that emotion that we experience in the midst of our not knowing. And then I really appreciate, Christina, that point about asking, keep on asking, knock and keep on knocking, seeking, keep on seeking, uh, because of this long journey, right? The, the way that this works for our entire lives and, and kind of getting to embrace that journey with all of that beauty, awe, wonder, curiosity, as opposed to like, oh... Not again. <laughs> and I think it's important to lift up as well. You know, the the question asking isn't necessarily just directional, but even, you know, what do I think about friendship, for example? How I would answer that question now is much different than five years ago, than 20 years ago, and will probably be different, you know, in the future as well. And so even kind of these bigger questions of, I don't know, you know, let's think about friendship in a new way. And there's some uncertainty around that versus, oh, no, I know what friendship is. It's this, this, and this. That feels very, like, stifling. And so I, I think that opening up of being a learner and so whether it's I need direction or even, like, a, a topic like that or, like you're mentioning, Christina, some different beliefs that we may have that have changed and being open to that sort of uh, lifelong learner posture. That's just such an excellent point. I really appreciate that. You're right. It's not just directional. There's also all the little aspects of life. Friendship's a great one. Thank you for bringing that up. Well, thank you so much for hanging with me in this conversation about living into uncertainty. And now is the time in our podcast where we take a moment to talk about what we are into. So what are we into? Well, ultimate frisbee is the rage around our house. We have some friends that play ultimate frisbee. And so I took my oldest uh, to watch a game. And now it's like, how can I get involved in ultimate frisbee? Talking about cleats, talking about getting conditioned to be able to run long distances, waking up early so that the ultimate goal is to play ultimate frisbee and so i'm kind of like a coach being able to offer advice on maybe the best way forward for a young person who wants to engage in the sport of ultimate frisbee um well i am into learning about different types of 
dancing. So our, our middle kid is uh, engaging in dance lessons this summer. This is the first time that she's done that and she's taking different types of dance. And so it's really fun after her lesson, she'll, you know, in the evening be like, okay, mom, this is how contemporary dance goes, but in jazz, you would do this or hip hop. And so it's really fun kind of watching her explore dance and recognizing, wow, it's amazing. You know, one particular move in the different genre looks differently. So I think I'm gaining a new appreciation of dance. These are very fun things. I love it. Uh, I think I am currently in the middle of another dive into social emotional learning. So I am currently into emoji charts for emotions. And I found these really fun ones that have dry erase so that you can like, check off the various emotions that you're feeling and then wipe them down and do it again. And um, Every now and again, we take another trip in our world to like, let's see if we can expand our vocabulary for our feelings. And so that's where we're at. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again next time. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, we invite you to stay connected by signing up for our Foundry Spiritual Center newsletter, where you can learn about even more programs and offerings. You'll find a link to subscribe in the show notes or... Visit us anytime at foundrysc.com. Thanks again for being with us. We hope you have a great week.